You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number 40 of Aging Starts Now. I'm your host, Tim Takis. Today, we are joined by Rajiv Nagayich of LifePoint Law in Washington State. Rajiv teaches elder law at the University of Washington as an adjunct professor and guest lectures at other law schools. He is a published author on the subject and teaches his unique planning methods with other elder law attorneys. Rajiv's latest project is changing the way America thinks of plans for and navigates through retirement. Welcome, Rajiv. Hey, it's good to be here, Tim. Thank you for having me. Yes, it is. And we were just chatting just before we went on the air about how long it's been, how long, actually how long it's been since we've seen each other, you know, and certainly how long it's been since we actually met, which reminds me is, you know, let's talk a little bit about how, how did you and I find each other? Well, you know, uh, I was a student at Seattle University. I was going through law school, and my entry into law was my father-in-law had Alzheimer's, and I was totally distraught. The whole family was without any uh, solutions to what he was dealing with, and we watched him go through all his money and get stuck in the nursing home. And so that's what put me back to law school. In second-year law school, I joined an organization that you were part of, the National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys, and you had written a page and a half or two page paper of how law alone cannot be the answer when you're dealing with these issues. And you had introduced the concept of a care manager and that just absolutely resonated with me. And I sought you out after I graduated. And over the years, we worked on a few projects together, the Life Care Planning Law Firms Association. But you certainly gave me a start. You really did, Tim, give me the start in helping me shape the thinking, which has now today become life planning. Life planning. Right. And we're going to talk a little bit, we're going to talk much of our pod- podcast today about life camp planning. So so you mentioned about how you got into life care planning or life planning, and it was, you were, you, you, you saw this uh, in your own family. Right. Um, and you realized that there's, there's, sounds like to me, and I know you and I have talked about this many, many times, that there has to be a better way for people not to be able, not to end their lives, you know, basically, basically with nothing. So, right. so and you went to law school, uh, basically to, to, I guess, to, to, to come up with a better way. Right. So how did you get into basically life care planning or life planning as, as I think, as you now call it? Right. Yeah. So life care planning is your model, which I basically, with your permission, just used hook, line and sinker exactly the way that you had it. The difference was that in life care planning, we are dealing with my father-in-law who's already had Alzheimer's and he's in a nursing home and we're burning through money. Now the question is, how do we take care of his needs? The questions there are, how do I take care of my father-in-law so he can live as good a quality of life as is possible? 
under the conditions without him or his wife running out of money and without us, the family members, losing our sanity in the process. So that's downstream. An event has already happened. So I did that for about, you know, six, seven years. Uh, I was very successful doing that. And then there's never a dearth of people who haven't done planning who get into scrapes. Then it started occurring to me that, you know, the commonality of all the cases that we take in the, in the law firm, there's one commonality, that people are waking up to this reality at the last minute, right? They're already in the hospital and the nurse is saying, which rehab center do you want to take your dad to? And, and dad is saying, I don't want to go to a rehab center. I want to go back home. But there is no plan in place as to how that's going to happen. And then I started thinking, what would I say to the same people who are sitting in front of me? If I had the privilege of meeting them 10 years before, knowing that this day is going to happen, what kind of advice would I give them? Would it be any different than what I'm giving them today? And therein lies the secret of understanding, oh my God, my advice would be very different. It would be different because we are swimming, uh, we are now upstream, meaning we're looking down the, uh, down the river and seeing that there's a, there's a waterfall and I need to make sure the boat is not going to go over the waterfall. And so we start putting, um, if you will, uh, uh, solutions in place, interventions in place would be a better way of saying it, uh, of how to plan differently. So that's where we started and that's how I started looking at the problem differently. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Because, you know, how many people and how many actually how many lawyers that are out there that are elder law attorneys, I'll, I'll call them the traditional elder law attorneys that, right. you know, that obviously they're, you know, they're doing very important work. Um, right. But at the same time, uh, you know, who wants to be on Medicaid? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't I don't know any client, you know, that that I've ever had that actually wanted to be on Medicaid. Right. Right yeah. Who who wants to spend all of their money on the nursing home? Who wants to do who wants to do Medicaid planning? Right. Obviously, that's part of the process. If you know, that's the that's the crisis model of of, of elder law. Correct. Yeah, and I think as you said, is is that you 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 were doing that for a while, like many of us did, and you know, and you know, I thought I was I, I was. I got pretty good at it, but I like kind of like you are is, is it, what if you could get all of these people five years or 10 years in advance? Right. You know, so they could see that, you know, you know, that the, the, the best outcome for you is, is that all this planning that you did, you never had to, you know, that you, that you never had to take advantage of it. Correct. In, in some ways, right. but or, you know, you had you it there. Right. And, 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 and no, to some degree, that's true. But then, Tim, and that's where I started going a slightly different path in my thinking. The thinking was that people, you know, the consumer is on a different page than professionals are. When you look at the same problem from through the lens of uh, a consumer, what you find is what the consumer is really looking for is saying that, look, I mean, I've worked hard all my life. I'm looking forward to retiring. It's a dream that I've been dreaming of all my life. I want to travel, spend time with friends and family and do all sorts of fun stuff. And then we retire and then we figure out that, oh, we are just one illness away from this dream turning into a nightmare. Right. And the way that that happens is this. The predictability of how Americans lose the battle in retirement, how they fail in retirement, the predictability of that is just utterly astounding when you look at it. 
as long as you're healthy, nothing is wrong. The moment you lose your health, that's when your dream starts turning into mush because the first thing that's going to happen is that a health issue is going to instantly become a housing issue. Why? Because somehow in the richest country in the world, we figured out that old people, disabled people, not safe at home, shouldn't be living at home. So then we start looking and saying, okay, well, which rehab center do you want to go to? Which nursing home do you want to go to? And the way that I describe the word nursing home, any place that is not my home, that's a nursing home. Right. So a health issue becomes a housing issue. Housing issue then becomes a financial issue for all the reasons every elder law attorney knows that the single biggest financial threat that an American retiree faces is uncovered medical or long term care expenses. And then it becomes a legal issue. Go see an elder law attorney. So, so far, you know, a health issue became housing, became finance, became legal. And all along the way, all along the way, aging is a family affair because it doesn't matter how much you and I don't want to be a burden on our loved ones. The reality is the day that I fall ill, all my family is stuck with me. The only question is how well prepared they and how much time do they have. So at a consumer level, the consumers will realize that life is multidisciplinary, which is why they go to a doctor, which is why they take a look at housing, which is why they go to a financial planner, which is why they go to a lawyer, right? But from a professional's perspective, the same journey looks very different. A doctor's job is to patch you up after you fall ill. A reverse mortgage guy or mortgage guy or real estate agent's job is to find the right home or to refinance your home when the time comes. A financial planner's job is to make sure you have enough money because if you just had enough money, life will be okay. And a lawyer's job is to go ahead and pull together all sorts of legal documents, uh, wills, trust, powers of attorney, so that if you fall ill, you know somebody will have the authority to figure it out. Right. So what we do in a professional level and what the consumer wants are totally different. It's not the planning that's bad. The lawyer does everything the lawyer is taught to do. The doctor does everything the doctor is told to do. Financial plans do what they're told to do. The planning is not bad, but because the professionals do not sit with each other, the lawyer, the doctor, the financial planner and their mortgage broker, they don't ever sit around a table to say, this is the same client you're helping. Is there anything I'm doing that I should do differently so that your efforts are not uh, confounded at, at some future point in time. Because we don't do this planning, we have good planning, which is full of gaps and holes, looks like a Swiss cheese. And it's the gaps and the holes that scuttle even the best laid out retirement plans. That's the difference between life care planning and life planning, if you will, is to recognize that inherently what you, what you started, the movement you started around the country, to say that, you know, when you're dealing with a person in crisis, partner with a care manager, partner with other resources. Uh, life planning says, yeah, you have to partner not only with the medical community, but health and housing and finance and legal and family. These are five key components that need to work together. The day that I fall ill, I want to have the assurance of knowing the care will come to me. I will not move to a place of care. Right. So tell us a little bit more about uh, aging options. Well, aging options is uh, because we do multidisciplinary practice of law, uh, Tim, and, and you know that as, as uh, the leader of Life Care Planning Law Firms Association, that the bar associations always have a challenge. They don't like necessarily multidisciplinary practice of law. And working with the bar, it became clear to me that we needed to have a different arm where we're going to do non-legal work. So that became aging options. And then over the years, what Aging Options has become is just become an education arm. We develop, we research, we develop. Uh, I've got uh, 
uh, financial people sitting up there. I got housing people sitting up there. I've got medical professionals and nurse and a physician who, who sit in that space. And what we do is we take a look at what is traditional education around these different issues and what is wrong with that traditional issue and how can we we eliminate the gaps and the holes that may be embedded in the traditional issue. So that's what Aging Options really does is a reservoir of education. Gotcha. Uh, and that's what we do. So tell us a little bit more about, uh, I think, what you call the portal. Is that it? Well, yeah. So this is, again, seven, eight years after I started dream, dreaming about all this is to say, okay, well, you can make a difference in your backyard. Tim, you know that you're, you're well-known in Tennessee, actually around the country, but there are only so many people you can end up reaching. And today with the technology that we have, people can take education pretty much anywhere. So what in my mind, what I had was that, look, I mean, what is the missing piece? Of, there are four pieces that we need to do to do better planning. We got good planning, make no mistake about it. But there's a 70% chance of failure with traditional retirement planning. I want my clients to have an 80% chance of success. How do they get there? The first thing that we need to understand is that traditional planning, the answers that you need to eliminate the gaps and the holes in traditional planning, they are not going to be found by traditional planners. A doctor is not going to tell you how to approach healthcare so that you don't fall ill. Doctors, hospital, pharma companies, they make money after you fall ill. So that's the education you get, how to deal with a heart attack after you have the heart attack. I want to show people how to use healthcare not to fall ill longer. And there's research all over the place. And you know, uh, uh, William, uh, you know the physician I'm talking about. Yes, yes. I think it's Dr. Bill, Thomas, right? Bill Thomas, right. Yes. Mm -hmm. So... People like that, right? And then Bill Thomas is still in the in the crisis area. There's another guy called uh, Dr. Chad Bolt at a university in Minnesota who shows that people who use the services of a geriatric care physician, geriatrician, they reduce their risk of, of needing home health and home care by as much as 40%. What does life look like when you and I don't need uh, home care and home health? We are nowhere close to being in a nursing home. That's what life looks like. How much education is traditional healthcare giving about how to lower the risk of somebody ending up in a nursing home by 40% without spending a penny more? There is no education. So these are hidden gems. Bill Thomas, uh, Chad Bolt, uh, Bill Hazard. These are physicians who are doing amazing, impressive work on how to change the trajectory of healthcare, how people can use healthcare not to fall ill. And so what, what we did in the portal was put this type of education and say, you go to the education, the step one is enter the academy. In the academy, there are five, there's six different actually structures you'll go through. Introduction to life planning, what that's all about. What is healthcare planning? What is housing? What is finance? What's legal? Where the gaps and the holes that nobody is going to tell you but you need to understand, and by the time you are done with the academy, you have built your own tear sheets or cheat sheets. So when you go to next time, when you go see a lawyer, you're going to go to the lawyer and say, Mr. Lawyer, besides what you're going to do, I want you to do this for me. When you go see a financial planner, you'll be ready with your questions and not just waiting for the industry to go ahead and guide you. When you go to a doctor, you'll know which doctor to choose and how to choose the right doctor so you can focus on prevention. So that's the first thing that you do is to get education. Once you do education, then the next thing becomes is, well, where do I find the people I need to work with? That's the second thing we have built in the portal is resources. 
and it's it's work in progress. Is just as we have really good resources in Washington because I work here. But now that we are going national via PBS, uh, I'm building the same network that I have in Washington to give these resources. Which geriatric doctor? Which financial planner? Which accountant? Uh, which lawyer? Uh, that's the second thing. So you're but, really what what you're doing is you're 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 teaching or educating the consumer, our client, the client, right. how to take control over his or her own health or her own future. Right. Right. I mean, and that, that's the missing piece because the problem with a professional-based uh, model or pro- professionals-led model is this. Which profession do you think is going to create education that does not first serve the financial needs of that industry before it serves the client's needs? And that's the problem, right? I mean, to, the, to a financial planner, it just is money, money, money. Well, guess what? Tim Conway, Casey Kasem, Glenn Campbell, they had millions of dollars. All had dementia. None of them died at home. But they followed the prescription, didn't they? They had long-term care policies. They had money. So that's the problem with, with, with traditional planning. You cannot rely on the industries to give you unbiased information. You need to find that unbiased information. And that's where people like Tim Takas and Regime Nagaj, they actually shine, they rise up. And they say, we have to be, you need to be working with thinking lawyers, not just lawyers. And a thinking lawyer is somebody who is constantly challenging and saying, what is broken and what can we do different? That's what we did in Aging Options, the portal, put the education, put the resources, give you tools so that, I mean, the next thing that we are doing in the portal is giving tools so you can build your own legal documents if you want to do that, and then own financial plan if you want to do that. You can profile your own tax returns if you want to do that. But the most impressive thing that I've done in the portal is after you create the legal documents, which basically assign responsibilities to people, then you upload everything on a what we call as a life plan organizer, an electronic portal. And you and your family members will be able to retrieve the documents. That's the easy part. You can retrieve them on hundreds of different sites, Dropbox, Google Docs, etc. But what this portal is different, very different than anything else that is there in the marketplace, is it, it, it actually walks people by giving uh, agents instructions. If dad is ill, dad wanted to come back home. You're required to work with a care manager. Here's the name of the care manager your dad has selected for you to go ahead and work with. These are the people you will notify. Here's where you're going to get the documents. Here are other instructions you need to follow. Dog, there, there are animals in the house. There are plants in the house. These are things you need to pay attention to. People, Tim, can follow instructions. Having a power of attorney that says, uh, go figure this out. That's not good enough. So those are the four pieces that we have in the portal. And I, I dare say that if somebody is willing to go ahead and go through the portal, you will have a much different experience one that will give you not 70% chance of failure, but should give you about 80% chance of success, which is what you want. Okay. And I'm going to ask you um, a couple more things. Um, yeah. One is, you know, you mentioned you have a, sh- uh, you've got a, uh, you've got a show on public television. Tell us a little bit about that. So, you know, the work that you and I do, Tim, is, is very compelling, but the problem is who's listening and who's buying it. So you did a great job working with the National Academy of Federal Law Attorneys. You published it. 
and it got a lot of notoriety. And, and, and I have done that on a slightly larger scale. Coming from India, I look at the richest country in the world failing 70% of our seniors. That's not a good way to doing it. So I started going to talk to any and everyone. And PBS was one of the few that I had actually reached out to. And they ultimately, after working with them for a few years, they actually liked the idea, the concept of life planning. Uh, which is different, and they bought into it. So it just got picked up. The first show on PBS aired the day after Thanksgiving, which was last Friday. So day after Thanksgiving, we did that. And about half the PBS stations around the country are actually playing it. I, I'm not quite sure whether Tennessee is playing it or not. Yeah, we, it hasn't showed up here yet. So okay. so, so tell us, um, how, how, how's, how's a listener going to find that? Where should they go? So two ways you can go do that. One would be, I would really say that, you know, call your local PBS station and ask them to to uh, bring Master Your Future with Rajiv Nagash onto the station. It is really a compelling show. The stations that are playing it, they're uber happy. The other thing you can do is to go to agingoptions.com, agingoptions.com, and there you have As Seen on TV. There's a tab that says As Seen on TV. And that will kind of give you the links. I cannot show the same thing uh, that PBS shows, but I can give you the same information in a slightly different format. So you can get that information at agingoptions.com. So great. So for one is go to your local PBS or go to, P- to call or call or contact your PBS state, local PBS station. Maybe right. go to their website, go online, or go to agingoptions.com, right. which I, which I'm, that's, that's also your contact information. Is that right, Rajiv? That's also my contact information. That's the so best awesome. way to contact me. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, Rajiv, thank you so much for joining us. And that's it for today's episode. And thank you for listening. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com. Document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness.